everyone, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another edition of Farm Talk. Today's discussion is acquiring insurance in high fire zones. And we have a very special guest today, Dave Drumright with Brown and Brown Insurance. Hey Dave, thanks and welcome to the show. Hi Paul, thanks, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Good. So you've been an insurance broker for, uh, for quite a while. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, um, Cal Poly graduate in ag business management. And uh, so I have some background in agriculture as well and rural communities. And I grew up in a little town of Porterville, California, mm-hmm. lots of grapes and oranges and some cattle. And my brother even had a, a catfish farm. He ran a catfish farming operation in Porterville when we were in high school. So we've got there catfishing all the time. It's pretty cool. So Very cool. I got my first insurance license when I was a senior at Cal Poly, actually. And uh, I was going to do that until I got a real job. And here I am 35 years later. So funny how, that, funny how that happens. It is. Yeah. So you've been with Brown and Brown for, for obviously a while. And you have now put together some quite a few policies um, for folks that live in high fire zones. And, um, you know, we just happen to be in fire, here in Southern California in fire country. <laughs> so in December of 2017, as you know, we had the Thomas fire, uh, which up until that time was the biggest fire in California history. Uh, and then a year later, in November of 2018, we had the Woolsey fire uh, just to the south in uh, centered in the Malibu area. Uh, covered in smoke for a few weeks. Uh, each of those events was really just kind of um, hard in so many ways on so many people. Um, but uh, what kind of stats um, do you know for those two destructive events? Well, in 2020, last year, that just ended, thank God, 57,000 fires in California. A lot of this from lightning, which is crazy that remember that August it was called the August complex fire. There were mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of lightning strikes and it resulted in 57,000 fires, 10 million acres burned and 10,000 structures. That was just last year. Well, and then of course the Thomas fire was so devastating that then that was the high winds, the Santa Ana winds just kept blowing and blowing and blowing and it blew it, you know, up north into Santa Barbara you know, through the back country and San Paul, it's where it began. And then, <clears throat> you know, there were 23 people that died in that fire. And that was really from those mudslides that occurred after. Mm-hmm. So from an insurance event, because the proximate cause was the fire, the mudslides were covered under those fire policies. Interesting. Yeah. So there was uh, 1,600 structures and 100,000. No, that was the Thomas fire. I mean, the Woolsey fires. I'm sorry. There was uh, 282,000 acres in that fire, the Thomas fire, 1,063 structures. That's just crazy. And that was over 2 billion in losses. And then the Woolsey fire, that was 6 billion in losses. That was crazy. That's the the one that went, started in Simi Valley by JPL and Mm -hmm. then burned across through the hills and up to the Reagan library. And then it burned across and jumped the 101 went through Agora in the back of Westlake and then over to Malibu and stopped at PCH. That was, that was just crazy too. But again, Santa Ana fires, or Santa Ana winds, you know, caused a lot of that stuff. Right. So, and then of course the most devastating was the campfire 
2018. You know, that was also 2018. And that was the one in paradise. It literally burned 95% of the town. And I was on a webinar the other day talking to the people that are rebuilding the city, basically. Oh, really? And they're widening the roads and they're having a better egress plan with more um, of the green structures mm-hmm. and better forest management to trim out a lot of that underbrush that was burning forever and ever. And, and it, just, right. it just didn't stop and it just spread, you know, literally like wildfire. So, and that killed that killed nearly a hundred people, didn't it? That it did. It did. It was I think it was eighty-five people. It was just so sad. Yeah, that's so a ter- sad. terrible, terrible event. Yeah. Well, I've I've certainly had um clients that have had challenges or you know, getting insurance that want to live, you know, in nature up, up against a hill or in the oak trees <laughs> or you know back canyons and they've been quoted some pretty astronomical uh rates by various companies um so how do you know and to to, to the point where some folks have just said you know i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna live in town but what yeah. would the solution be i mean with such huge uh financial losses how do people uh, acquire insurance that's uh you know semi-affordable well, I think you have to look at in the last five years, and this excludes 2020, there were $38 billion, $38 billion in total losses just in California. So the insurance companies, I mean, they're in business to make a profit. They're not here to, you know, just pay out claims and, and walk away. I mean, sure. so they have to charge an appropriate premium for the exposure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of what we do is we, we take each account because every account is different. It could be a farm. It could be a, just a rural home on a couple of acres or just on even a lot. And every place is going to be different. The zip code, the insurance companies use territorial rating and they do modeling where they put in all of the data that we submit to them. And they're actual people too. So they look at a submission. They'll look at the pictures that we send in, the diagrams showing the bridges because fire trucks are concerned about getting across a bridge to go fight a fire, right. especially if there's, you know, there the, the bridge is old. It might not be structurally sound. So they right. want to know about the bridges. They want to know what the, if the trees are hanging over the, you know, the, the back 40 of the house. They want to know uh, what kind of clearance they have. And, that's a big thing is the defensible space because mm-hmm. the firemen need to get in to be able to protect the dwellings and the structures right. and the defensible space, if it's cleared or if it's using, um, you know, green materials or the green trees versus, you know, stuff that dies every year and you got to replant, it's just, that's less brush to burn and you never know when the fire's going to happen. So you got to, you know, plan ahead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a big part of it is, um, finding the right insurance company too. It's not just, you know, looking at the preferred insurance companies that that do farms because they're not going to classify it as a farm if it's not a farm. Right. So I've right. tried. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so they won't do that. So they want a true farm or a hobby farm, you know, in order to classify it as a farm. Mm-hmm. And if it is, then we can put it with one of our preferred farm companies. I've got a list here. Of you know, Allied Insurance Company, Nationwide Ag, Travelers, Philadelphia Insurance Company, Zenith Insurance Company, Chubb Insurance Company, and Capital Insurance Group. So we have a bunch of farm insurers that are willing to do it 
if it's if it's the right situation. Mm -hmm. So if it's not a farm, then what do you do, right? <clears throat> so there's there's two different types of insurance people in California. There's your captive insurance agents who work for farmers, State Farm, Allstate, or AAA. Those guys write home and auto policies, and they dabble a little bit in commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they're home and auto insurance carriers and, and insurance people. Mm -hmm. And they typically can only write with their own insurance company. That's why they call it captive. Right. So I chose and I found a long time ago when I first started this business, it was better for me and my customers to be an independent insurance guy because then you can represent a whole bunch of different insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Well, then it evolved and through the years, you know, trust me, I can tell you because I've seen it is the insurance companies require so much volume or they won't even give you a contract. Mm -hmm. So now you got to write $5 million of premium every year just to keep your contract with Liberty Mutual or Philadelphia Insurance Company or any of those carriers. So it's a struggle for your local insurance guys. So thankfully, you know, that's another reason that I really like Brown and Brown insurance. And, you know, I'm not plugging Brown and Brown because I know it's more about the customer and that's truly the bottom line. But this relates to that. We have 10,000 employees in the country and 200 offices. So we've got some clout with insurance companies. We don't have to worry about the production requirements the insurance companies are giving us because we've got well surpassed that. Right. So now what we do is we'll put together the package and get it to all these insurance companies and find the best one that's got the best price, the best coverage for the customer. So that's really the bottom line. It's the best thing for them. Okay. So if it's a home in the rural area, We've got many companies that are going to look at it. Most companies, because of that $38 billion in claims over the last five years I told you about, mm -hmm. are real hungry for those types of properties. I have to right. be honest with you. Right. But there is something called the surplus lines marketplace. There's the fair plan, which maybe you or your customers have heard about the California fair plan. And yes, that's really California the fair plan. Yes. That, right. We're hearing about that. Yeah, a lot. It's in the news a lot. Well, the most they'll insure per property is three million bucks. So if you got a, a really nice home up in the mountains or something that's you know more than that, plus and that includes the contents too. So your TVs, the furniture, and all that stuff inside the house. The most they'll do is three million, and they have some exclusions on their policy. Like they're, they're not going to include that on their okay. policy. So that's that's kind of a, a downfall, and then. Um, they also don't insure tractors or equipment or vehicles. So then you still got to find another insurance company to do that stuff. So, so you, could have multiple, you could have multiple insurance companies to cover different assets. Yeah. So the fair plan might be good for your house, but what are you going to do about your outstructures or your outbuildings or your tractors or your cars? You know, then you've got to find another insurance company. Mm -hmm. So the surplus lines marketplace that I was telling you about has little known insurance companies that are located anywhere in the U.S. or they might be owned by a London company. Mm -hmm. And they um, are not what is called admitted in California, which doesn't mean they're bad. They just don't have to follow the rules and regulations of the California Department of Insurance as, as strict as strict adherence as the other carriers do. So they're able to add some forms and do some different little twists, like maybe high deductibles and schedule some some limits on a policy that's going to keep the cost down for the customer. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it's they're even priced out of the marketplace. Their pricing is pretty high too. So each individual property, I guess what I'm saying is each individual location has different twists and different turns, different water sources, different roofing materials, different brush clearance areas, different trees, all that stuff is a factor. So it's um it's not the easiest thing in the world to get insurance for rural properties, but we have availability. Gotcha. And if I kind of like a want a a good driver discount, there's probably a few things I could do to make the situation easier. I know June 1st is a fire abatement deadline day. You know, the fire department will come <laughs> right. out and make sure your tall grass is mowed by June 1st and all the <laughs> you know dead brush is pruned by then. But are there certain things that uh, a carrier would look for just to say, yeah, we will insure this property or maybe give a discount? Distance to the fire station, that's the first thing they're going to look at. They'll actually Google Maps it and they'll check it out and see what the distance is and how long the, the time it takes. Um, I've actually called fire stations and had them map it and they'll tell me over the phone that I can communicate with the insurance company how many minutes it's going to take for them to respond. Interesting. They want to make sure that the gate, they have access to the gate. So if you've got a gate on your property, you need to give them a key, at least have them come out so they know where the key is hidden. Right. And um, defensible space, of course, is major and lots of water. So have, buying a water tank and having a big water supply on your premises is important. There's also now private fire companies that wow. are out there and you can pay a fee and they're on standby for your property. So if something happens, they know that it's time for them to roll out. They've got water tanks on their truck and their rigs, and they'll roll to your property to help defend it before the fire gets there. Interesting. I know one client was, uh, you know, surrounded by the Maria fire, which hit, you know, Halloween of uh, this, this last Halloween. And uh, they had an underground cistern of about 15,000 acres. And uh, it just so happened, you know, this was the middle of the night, but one of the property uh, ranch hands was there on site and told the fire department about it. And so they had multiple fire trucks that were lined up to fill their tanks uh, with the underground water and were actually able to save several, several surrounding homes uh, wow. because of the added uh, underground, you know, underground cistern. So when you talk That's about great. having water storage, Yes, uh, that, that is key because the fire yes. doesn't have it all. That, that's a great story. Mm -hmm. So I know in the uh, in the in the Thomas fire, there was about one hundred and seventy thousand in agricultural uh, one hundred and seventy million, excuse me, uh, in agricultural losses. How would insur an insurance company get involved in that situation? Well, there's um, the federal government has a program called the federal crop insurance plan so if you, if they can they actually have programs through the federal government for crop insurance and that picks up coverage for fire as well as um, you know uh, anything that can happen to your crop uh, an early frost a late frost you know something that happens to your buds on your on your trees your orange trees or um, you know what have you even even with this you know, it's funny to even talk about this now because I remember when there was not even a chance that we'd be discussing this, but the cannabis crops and the hemp crops out there now too, you can actually get crop insurance on those. Really? And yeah, they're available, trust me. And it's, um, so 
uh, and they're buying it too because those are cash crops. <laughs> right. You know, right. they got to protect their crop. But but yes, there is crop insurance available. And uh, some farm policies will cover fire for the trees mm -hmm. if they're avocado trees or orange or lemon trees. Uh, but most will not. Um, but the crop insurance will pick up a certain limit of that. Interesting. Well, yeah. thank you, Dave. Appreciate sure. this. Um, how can somebody get a hold of you if they have more questions about, um, you know, homeowner policy in the rural areas or... Uh, you know, certainly crop insurance. Well, you can call me anytime or send me emails or text. I'm available all the time. My my wife uh, doesn't like that, but you know, hey, it is what it is. We take care of our customers, right? That's right. So, um, but yeah, my my office number is uh, 805-690-2609. And my email address is ddrumwright at bbfcal.com. Or you can check out our website, uh, bbfcal.com, and uh, there's, a, there's a link to, to press for quotes if you're interested in quotes. And uh, we have a, a personal lines team, a benefits team, and of course our commercial team, and we all work together towards taking care of our customer what's in their best interest. So reach out to me and I can coordinate a call like a quarterback for you. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Dave Drumright. We greatly appreciate it. And everyone, please, uh, you know, check out our next issue of Farm Talk. So thanks so much, Dave. You're welcome. Thank you, Paul.